welcome to the Office Hours podcast. Today I'm chatting with Andres Fekatejo, the chairman of the Momentum Movement, a political party founded in 2015 in Hungary. Andres, thank you for chatting with me today. Thank you very much for the support here. So in early 2017, you led a campaign against the bid for the Olympics to be held in Budapest in 2024. And so far in the short time that your party has existed, this has been one of your major achievements. So why were you so opposed to this Olympic bid? This, this is supposed to be um, the biggest taxpayer corruption case, you know, of Hungarian's history. Um, and the government pursued a one-sided communication about it. The government told the people that Hungarians, you need Olympic Games in 2024, and we will pay a lot and lot of money for this. Um, and we, Momentum, we stood up and we had got the referendum question and we told the people that, hey people, don't let the power uh, to tell you what is important for you, uh, what your priority is, but let's discuss it together. The referendum always give, gives place and platform for public debate. And uh, this is what we wanted to have in the first place, but on the second place, we were opposed to the Olympic Games because instead of a baseball stadium or a mountain bike route, we wanted to have, you know, modern hospitals without rats running around. Uh, we wanted to have a digitalized uh, school uh, uh, rooms and so on. So this was our message that first we should invest in our human resources and the healthcare system and uh, the education system. And after that, we can have an uh, Olympic case in Budapest. But we were very afraid of the political elite that will steal a lot of money. So am I right in saying that corruption is one of the biggest problems that you have with the current Orban governments? One of the biggest problems, yes. Mm-hmm. Among 100 others, but yes. And you just finished your talk at LSE, where you were talking with the journalist Anne Applebaum, and you actually described the Hungary today as a mafia state. So obviously corruption is one component, but something that we've heard about is how Orban is controlling the media. Is that an accurate description of how the Orban government is operating today? They are only the media. You know, the state of media is a propaganda media. It's not an independent and uh, impartial uh, media at all. Me, I am a leader of a, a quite successful young political movement. We made a lot of great things. I've never been in the studio of the Hungarian national television. Um, we have been in the news, um, but only in a very bad, uh, in, a, in a false new manner. So, uh, so this is very sad, I think. And um, right now, Fidesz and the Fidesz oligarchs, they own like 150 local and national newspapers, radios, almost all the major uh, television channels, except RTL Club, which is a German-owned uh, media platform. And uh, they want to have everything. For their own. So how did Hungary get to where it is today? Now, you, you've painted a very, quite a depressing picture, right? So you have widespread corruption, and you also have uh, essentially the media landscape being controlled by the government. But Hungary has been a democracy 
for you know since 1989 now how how has it got to the state without people like you before you mm-hmm. and i haven't mentioned the fact that you're only 28 yes so clearly there's been some kind of abdication of responsibility by a lot of the opposition politicians in hungary you know this is our biggest um, blame on that the biggest blame on the political elite of the last 28 years we're not just biggest people our politicians um, didn't manage to explain to the Hungarians what is democracy all about, what is um, what is competition all about, what capitalism is all about. You no, know, the people doesn't. It, it's very very young democracy what we had. As you mentioned, it started in 1989. You know, it's not a, a few hundred years old democracy like you have got in Netherlands or in France or in Great Britain. Um, so that's why it's very, very sensitive, and uh, the people still need time to, to feel what that it's all about and to defend it if it gets attacked uh, by the politicians. And um, of course, we see signs that the people are making up from the political apathy and they are joining forces. The, the our Lodipia campaign was a very good example for that. If we managed to collect more than quarter million signatures. The people came together, you know, they were freshened up and active. But it's very really difficult to, to keep up a constant vibration of the, of the society, you know, political vibration. It's very really difficult. What I see is that you've resorted to these new kind of tactics, right? And you talked about this petitioning, and this is the kind of stuff that you guys are trying to do to get more Hungarians involved. Yes. Opposing the government. Um, but my question is this: so, if you had to describe yourself, where would you sit on the Hungarian political spectrum? Hmm. We are neither left nor right. We are very strong in solidarity, in in, in uh, competition, and in a positive sentiment of our nation. You know, hung- the Hungarian nation is very pessimistic and very negative about their past. They're always crying about their past and their current situation. They're blaming foreigners and free powers for owing oh, mistakes in them. And uh, this is a great problem. We would like to turn it over and we would like to concentrate our folks to the future and our common goals. Of course, we believe in liberal democracy, not an illiberal one. We believe in European integration and we believe in globalization as well. Um, we have written a very strong and, and thorough program, an election program, you know. And we, we cherry-picked some good items or measures from the left and from the right inside of politics. It can work together. People say that we are very similar to homage. And it's true. Yeah, so I think the homage comparison is a very good one. And I, I, I see that you do embrace that comparison. Because you've described yourself as, you know, non-political, as you just talked about. But do you think there might be a risk that, you know, taking yourself out of these divisive issues in Hungary, for example, this this conflict between George Soros and Viktor Orban, and all of these issues that are, you know, fundamentally polarizing Hungarian society, do you think that this might have the risk of not giving you a lot of support when it comes to election time, for example? Mm, why would it give you a lot of support? Well, because these are the issues that are, you know, emotionally charged. These are the, the migrant issue, for example, mm-hmm. is the one that is getting Orban many votes, as you yeah. said at the beginning. 
people are scared of migrants. So if you take yourself out of these debates, are you not ceding ground to the people who are, maybe they're wrong, but at least they're in the debate? We've got also a very emotional message to them, and this is that the time has come for change of political generation. This should switch from feudalism to modernity and to the 21st century way of thinking. We believe, our generation believe in functionality, and we would like to see uh, functioning politics. We are really fed up with promises and with the big ideologies about the world. We don't really care about that. That's, and the politics come with all about this kind of promises. And we bring in youthness, freshness, and enthusiasm. And this is emotionally really charged. So whether uh, it can compete with uh, the fear of migrants, yes, it's a good question. Um, I think that Fidesz will have very strong support of two, two and a half million people out of 8 million uh, voters in Hungary. Um, but we can go for the rest. And of course, there are a lot of other opposing parties who will do the same. That's why it's very difficult to beat this system. Because there is one against stand, and then they stand as competing also with each other, and fighting with each other, and sharing the platform of the independent media. So that's why it's uh, difficult for a party to 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 get uh, uh, be seen. Mm-hmm. So right now it's one against ten, as you say. Are there any plans to combine some of the ten to com- combat that massive uh, one that we're talking about? Uh, I think it's yes. And the, the level of the local electorate, there is uh, opportunity for cooperation, meaning that if there is one opposing candidates against the governmental candidates, then in many of the of the local electorates there is a good chance to beat Fidesz. There are of course difficulties because you have to coordinate with the socialists who were almost as corrupted as Fidesz, or with Jobbik, with uh, anti-Semitic, racistic uh, political destruction. So it makes it uh, very, very difficult, but uh, we are quite pragmatic in this regard, so we will see what we can do. So where do you see Hungary in Europe? <laughs> right now, Hungary is black horse of Europe. Hungary is the impatient child who is you know, crying all the time and, uh, um, and tearing apart you know, everything. Um, but we would like to be in the, in the core of Europe. So, Europe is in our DNA, and especially in my generation's DNA, because we, we, we had the opportunity to study abroad uh, during an Erasmus scholarship, for example. You know, um, most of our our people are abroad studying or, or working. So these people will never give up on Europe. These people will always fight for it because we experienced it. You know, and I think that if these governments would plan to to exit. The European Union, then it would uh, result in a revolution. So, if you would like to know much more about Momentum, then you should go to Momentum Moscow on Facebook page. They've got a lot of videos and a lot of good uh, content there. Also, we have got uh, so called Momentum on YouTube, a YouTube channel. And today we launched our brand new campaign movie, which is uh, very, very, very awesome, and which is about. Uh, 
being in the movement, working uh, for, for, for politics, you know, being on the streets, uh, collecting signatures, uh, waking up early, uh, going every uh, day. So it's a very, very, very uh, romantic one. Um, and the election in 45 days. So, uh, so you should follow the Hungarian development because it's going to be tough. Okay, great. And we're going to provide links to those in the description for this episode. Yeah, so Andras, thank you for talking to me today. Thank you very much for this discussion. Thanks. Bye.